What is going on, everybody? This is your host, Matt Rinke, the founder of Illumination Wealth, coming to you with another episode of the Sharing the Illumination Wealth podcast. Our podcast is here to help you get the greatest return on your entire financial life. And we do this by addressing your wealth building, your financial freedom from the inside out. This is not about the next Excel formula or the next hot stock. This is about bringing together and enhancing your financial intelligence, your emotional intelligence, and growing you as a person to make the best decisions so you can create financial freedom for yourself today and in the future. Now, over the past few months, we've talked a lot about having the right mindset about real estate and how that can improve your financial life. We've talked a lot about taxes and how we should be approaching them differently than the reactive nature in which we just see that as a book entry or a data entry exercise. And we've talked a lot about where our skill set lies, where our interests lies, and how we can ensure that our choices from career to investment allocation to tax strategies fit with who we are and what we want out of our lives. We are not letting our financial decisions drive our life. Our life is driving the financial decisions that we make. And so today, I wanted to talk to you about question that shows up frequently for us with our clients. It shows up with those clients who own a home. And at some point in their lives, they are likely going to move out of that home. And as of late, the question has become, when I go to buy a new home, should I sell my current home? Or is it a good idea to keep my home as a rental investment property? Now, before digging into that, one thing that I'd like to make clear is that most of these conversations are made and decisions are made out of emotional factors. There might be some tie to the home because many people, the first home that they purchase or even the second home that they purchase are not going into this as if this is going to be the best rental investment property. It's about creating a home for themselves and their family. Not too many people are doing the back are penciling out. Could I rent this out? And will this be a successful rental property investment? But when the time comes to sell their home, there's the convenience factor. Maybe I should just keep this as a rental. So there's a lot of things that need to be unpacked here to make that determination. Some of it is financial. Many, many financial implications that you need to think about if you're going to go down this path of exploring, should I keep it as a rental or should I sell it? Now, for many people, the luxury of being able to keep their home as a rental is not always in the cards. Why? Because if you live in a high property value state, in many cases, you might need the equity in your current home to be able to use towards a down payment on your next home. Think about California, Illinois, Chicago, San Francisco, New York City, parts of Florida. These places where many of our clients reside, it's expensive to purchase a home. And if you're looking to buy a million dollar home, an adequate down payment is 20%, $200,000. So where do you get that money from if it's not from the equity 
of your current property. So that's something that some people set themselves up to be able to accomplish. I want to be able to keep my home as a rental, so I'm going to come up with the down payment funds outside of my equity in my home. Other people don't have that luxury and they didn't put themselves into that position. Now, many of our clients have put themselves into that position. And so now the question is, should I rent my home out? Is that a good decision? Now, the financial side in a different way has many other tax implications. But before we get to the financial side, we also need to think about the personal side, as we've talked at length about with respect to your real estate investment strategy, becoming a landlord, turning your primary residence into a rental property. If you don't have a rental property already, changes your life. You are now a landlord. You are now essentially a mini business owner on an investment property. There is things involved with that decision that may or may not be right for you, despite the financial implications and ramifications of turning your home into a rental or not. Do you want to be a landlord? Do you want to deal with tenants? Do you want to deal with making improvements on your property? Do you want to deal with some of the bookkeeping administration that goes along with it? You may, you may not. Each person has their own unique path. And for some of you, It may actually be worth it on the financial side to deal with some of those issues if the math pencils out. So you can see that this decision is not purely a financial one. If you have the means to purchase your next home without the equity in your current home. I hope you are following me on that. This is not always a financial decision. It is a life decision to keep your place as a rental. Where will you be moving? How close will you be to manage the property? Are you going to be out of the country and you need to be a long distance landlord? Are you going to be in the neighborhood? Who's going to be your property manager if you're not going to do it yourself? There's a host of questions that you need to answer to determine whether that makes sense for you from the personal life standpoint. Now, from the financial standpoint, there's also a host of implications that come with making that decision. For example, many clients in California who have purchased a home over the last, call it, nine years, have experienced significant appreciation in their homes. So if somebody were to have bought a $700,000 home in the last seven or eight years, you could very well likely see your home be worth $1.1 million to $1.2 million in California. This means that you got significant appreciation in your home, that your home grew in value. Now, if the decision comes down to, should I buy, should I sell? or should I keep my home? There is an advantage to selling in that circumstance, but it's not clear. It's not cut and dry. It needs to be determined for your own self. If you are a married couple, you get to exclude up to $500,000 of that capital gain from taxes. So think about this. If you bought a home for $700,000 and you're able to sell it for 1.2 million, let's just say net of all fees, keep the round number of you have a $500,000 
capital gain on your property, on your primary residence. If you have lived in it two out of the past five years, you can now sell that home and pay no taxes on it. If that same decision were to have been done with a stock that your stock appreciated by $500,000, you are going to pay 20% federal tax and close to 10% state tax in Florida in, in California on a $500,000 gain. That's almost $170,000 of taxes that you get to exclude due to the tax rules and regulations. You get to exclude that gain from tax. That's a pretty powerful incentive to sell your home. Now, there's ways around that if you do decide to keep your home and rent it out. But think about if you do convert your home to a rental, you begin to lose the possibility of that capital gains tax exclusion. There's different tests and formulas that can be used to calculate it based on how long your home has been rented out versus how long ago you were lived in it as a primary residence. You could perhaps 1031 the property, but there's a host of issues that you need to understand that you might be foregoing a 160 thousand dollar tax benefit if you don't sell your home. So then the question is, what will I be my home be producing as an investment property? How will it perform? What type of return can I expect on my home equity today? Now most people aren't doing the math on that to the degree that they should. And here's why I say that is because one, you didn't go into your home purchase thinking that it was going to be a rental. The reason why most people think that their home can be a rental is because they purchased it numerous years ago. They have a very low interest rate and now that interest rents have gone up. So now they're able to make cash flow based on the fact that they've got a lower mortgage balance and a low interest rate. And so but it still doesn't necessarily make it the best investment decision or the best investment opportunity today. So let's walk through a scenario. Let's say that you purchased your house for $700,000 and you put, call it $175,000 down. Fast forward a few years, you now have a house that appreciated to a million dollars and your mortgage balance is now $500,000. So you have $500,000 of equity in your home. If you choose to rent that home out, and let's say that you could rent it out for about $3,500 per month, your mortgage payment is likely going to be $2,500 per month. You're going to have property taxes, which might be close to $700 per month. You might have to pay a property manager. And so all of the sudden, the cash flow that you might generate on your home as an investment property might be very small, even if you can cover your mortgage and property taxes. So let's just say in that example that you can get $4,000 per month in rent and your costs all in are $3,000, your mortgage, your property tax, your insurance, your uh 
property management, and so on and so forth. So now your cash that you generate from that is $1,000 a month or $12,000 per year. But since your property appreciated from 700,000 to 1 million, you have equity in your home of $500,000. That's $500,000 of equity. The return on your cash in your pocket each and every year is $12,000 on $500,000. What type of return is that? That is less than a 3% cash on cash return by renting your home out based on the current equity value of your home. Now I know that there might be selling costs that would reduce your equity, but you can walk away from that purchase with the vast majority of that equity. So think about it. You're going to get a 3% return on your money. You could go put 3% in practically in a bank account and you have no risk to your equity. I'm not saying that's how it's going to work out for you, but that needs to be evaluated very carefully because most of you did not purchase your home with the intent to rent it out. And the opportunity cost of keeping it as a rental means that you are now foregoing not only that tax benefit of that primary residence, but in many cases, that full amount of equity net of any selling costs could now be used to find a better investment opportunity that isn't your primary residence that you are emotionally connected to. If there's an investment property that might be producing 6% cash or 7% cash, would you not be better off making that decision than leaving your equity in your current home and converting it to a rental property? Absolutely. So this is also important to be separating the emotion from the decision. It's easy to keep your house as a rental if you have the funds to make your next purchase. It's easy to make that choice. It doesn't mean it's the most financially optimal choice. And if it's not the most financially optimal choice, and it's not the right thing that's congruent with your life, it might slow down your ability to be financially free and to reach financial freedom. And so these decisions should not be taken lightly. There are many things and many factors that go into this discussion, that go into the equation in the formula, from your lifestyle, to your new home purchase, to the cash flow and the returns on your potential rental property, to tax, to the opportunity cost on your equity. If you are only earning two or 3% going forward, but you can get five or six or seven and not be a landlord, where's the decision? What decision do you need to make that's in the best interest of your financial freedom in your financial life? Now, I know that in some cases you might be thinking, well, the tenants are going to pay off my property. They're going to pay down my mortgage. So that might improve my return a little bit. And you're right. Maybe that changes the return from 3% to 6%, but you can only spend that cash flow each and every year. But there are other things and other ways to access the money or getting a home equity line of credit and so on and so forth that go into this decision. 
And things that you can all, you also need to think about is, well, what is the return on the investment? And what is my new cost of capital on the new home that I'm purchasing? If you're taking a mortgage on a new property and that mortgage is at 5% and it might not be fully deductible because of the size of the mortgage or your current itemization versus standard deductions, it you might be better off having that equity paid on your current mortgage based on the return prospects of your current home. So a host of things go into this decision. And it's important that you take the time to do the analysis on it. There's many people who have gotten wealthy by keeping their homes as a rental. There's also been many people who have gotten wealthy by living in a home for two years selling it after it's appreciated, not paying any tax on it, and doing it again a few years later. So you can spin this in many different directions. I just challenge you and urge you to actually do the math behind it and do the self-reflection on what it is that you want. Being a landlord, not being a landlord, the opportunity costs, all of those decisions. So As you explore your next home purchase, think ahead. What would it look like as an investment before you buy it? How much could I rent it out for? What would my cash flow be? What if it appreciates to have a backup plan in the event that you do want to keep it or in the event that you have to move? Does this even pencil out and make sense? Then you're getting ahead of this conversation and not being emotionally connected to it from that decision-making standpoint. So take some time. Even do the math yourself right now. What If you own a home, what could you rent it out for? What would be your return on investment? What would be the cash flow that it produces? How will that impact your next purchase if you do want to move in the future? What would be the tax implications of foregoing the primary residence exclusion? And does that get made up for through your ability to generate returns on this as a rental property? A lot of decisions a lot of factors, a lot of variables. So I hope you take the time because many people, the house is the biggest purchase that they will ever make. Hopefully you understood some of those key implications. If you have questions about this decision, should I sell my home when I move into my next place or should I keep it as a rental? Happy to chat and walk through this more with you. It's super exciting to think about the possibilities how your home can be a place for your family and how you can also make these decisions to help you build wealth and create wealth from income to tax to cash flow to capital gains. It's beautiful. So don't hesitate to reach out. Matt at IlluminationWealth.com. You can find us on Instagram at IlluminationWealth, on Facebook at IlluminationWealth. And feel free to shoot any more questions you have like this one. Thank you to my friend Double F for prompting me to speak on this. And uh, here's to many more years of a wonderful community gathering place that your home is and a wonderful place for your family. And, And continue to live wealthy. And I look forward to being back with another episode of the Sharing the Illumination Wealth podcast in the next week. Be well.